week's edition of The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the wonderful game of golf in all its glory and focuses primarily on the mental side of the game and how we can use our minds to enjoy both our quality of play and our level of enjoyment. You know, I don't know what you do for a living. I know that most professions or jobs come with their own what I call occupational hazards. And I know if you have a job or a profession that uh, people have an interest in, they always ask you for free advice. Uh, I've got friends who are lawyers and doctors and dentists, and they say they're frequently at drinks parties or they meet people and immediately are hearing some tale of woe or asking for a consultation or can you just look at my tooth? And uh, it's the same with plumbers. and I don't know, I doubt there's many professions or jobs in the world where someone doesn't ask you for advice. And in my line of work, both as a writer, a motivational speaker and as a, a golf teacher, instructor on the mental side of the game, a question I get asked often is, can you give me a quick fix? And I wanted today to look at um, the three most common questions I get asked. So if we were ever to meet socially, it's possible that you might ask me one of these three questions. So I thought I'd just ask them to myself and uh, answer them as well. So the, the question, without any doubt, I get asked the most often is, can you give me a quick fix to help me with my sort of mental approach to the game? And it's never quite as easy as just giving one thing because it's never one thing, but the most immediate quick fix I give to people is um, enjoy. You know, because too often people are very critical of themselves, they're very judgmental of a poor shot. Now, when I explain to them, look, professional golfers make their living playing golf. It's how they pay their bills, how they feed their families, how they take care of their future financially. I said, for all the golfers that we know, the famous professional golfers, there's a lot of guys and girls on the tours around the world that you've never heard of. And they're out there every day trying to earn a living. And they're not doing it purely for fun because once you do that thing that you love and decide to make it your living, you have to become a lot more serious about it. So I said, as an amateur golfer or as a weekend golfer, your great privilege is you get to enjoy it. But too often you don't allow yourself to enjoy it. And I find the things I enjoy, I do better than the things I don't enjoy. So the quick fix number one is determine you're going to enjoy yourself because you're going to hit a lot of pretty average shots. You're going to hit a couple of diabolical shots, but you're also going to hit one or two shots that Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods, Ben Hogan, Tony Jacklin, in their prime, would not be able to hit any better. And if you can just really focus on the joy that those two shots give you, that joy can carry into the rest of your game. Please don't misunderstand me. I don't like hitting bad shots. I get annoyed in the golf course. But the minute I find myself thinking, I'm not enjoying this, I have to give myself um, a check. I have to tell myself, wait a second, 
Golf's a game. You play games for fun. Am I having fun? Uh, and often if you're not having fun, do you know what the problem is? Your ego has got in the way. We are writing checks that our golf swing just cannot cash. And I think for a lot of amateur golfers, one of the most... Um, I was going to say unhappy, but it's not unhappy. One of the most shocking things you might ever see is your golf swing on video. Because in our minds, we're swinging it like Ben Hogan or Adam Scott or, you know, like Rory McIlroy. But when you see it, we look like someone chopping wood or wrestling with an octopus in a telephone box. I think that's how somebody once described Jim Furyk's swing. So... Let go of your ego is number two. You know, I say to people, when you're out there playing golf, we have a sort of certain vanity and we, how we think we should play. But given that we, A, don't practice very often, we don't invest in uh, lessons as often as we should. We probably don't have the right clubs custom fitted for our size, shape, swing, speed head, all that stuff. You know, we tend to walk on to... I remember I had a client once, an incredibly nice fella, incredibly successful, and he flew out to see me in Florida. And um, he was charming, just charming. And he was in his early 70s. And he said that he had a real problem. He couldn't hit the ball very far. And he was leaving it 50, 60 yards behind his playing companions. And I said, well... Tell me about your life. So he told me his life story and all the things he'd done and all the successes he'd had, which were quite considerable. And I said, so tell me, is your upset that you're losing distance or is your upset that younger people are hitting it further than you? He goes, well, I do get upset people hit it further than me. And he'd been for lessons with a lot of good teachers. And I said, look, you're very successful. And with that comes a sense of expectation that you should be successful in other endeavours. I said, at your age, hitting the ball as far as you are hitting it is okay. I said, I can't give you more distance through any mental exercises, but what I would like to do is to just relax a bit more and enjoy it a bit more. And when you hit a bad shot, be the first to laugh. You know, make just enjoy it. So the first thing I said to them is to just let go of your ego, park your ego, leave it in the changing room and just come out and have a sort of almost childlike approach to the game. Now, again, this might not be for everybody. And I know for some people, winning is everything. And I'm going to talk about this in my next podcast, the, this thing about winning. And the final thing I would say to people is have realistic expectations. Because I really believe that the average amateur golfer has unrealistic expectations. They think they should be playing better than they, they actually are. Now, I've had the great pleasure to play golf with 18 handicappers who hit the best round of their life and they go around in seven or eight over par. The joy and the thrill that they experience is just magical. I've been out with plus four handicap players who've walked off the course uh, after four holes because they've hit some bad shots and they've just, that's just not it. That's just not 
how it's meant to be. So I would very much encourage you to, you know, manage your expectations. Now, I expect to hit a good shot every time, okay? But in reality, I know that's not going to happen. Something is going to sort of occasionally get in the way. So when I step over the ball, as I say to all my students, I want you to have a positive expectation, okay? Have a positive expectation that you're going to hit a good shot, but manage that expectation if you don't. Manage your expectation if you don't. So I hope those three tips are of use to you when you next go out on the course. I must say that I think the mental game of golf is fascinating to study. And I've absolutely been doing it all my life. I think it's pretty boring to, uh, to teach uh, people about this game because people find it a dull subject and I'm the first to say that it it's dull because it's a bit like buying a life insurance policy or taking a pension you know a man or woman comes and sits you down and says I want to talk to you about your future and you go what about my future they go well have you thought about your future what happens if and you go well okay what what's the deal that well you pay 62 pounds a month or 80 pounds a week or whatever a number it is and in 35 years when you retire you get a lump sum or if you die your family gets this or if you fall down a flight of stairs and bang your head and you're unconscious forever your family get this and it's abstract you think i'm giving this person this money for something so far in the future that might not happen boy that's dull i can't see the point but the minute you need it, the minute you do retire or the minute you do fall down the flight of stairs or die, you know, the benefit becomes apparent. And I think it's a bit like the mental game of golf. The exercises that I promote on uh, Seager Golf, the online training program, it's a 13-week program, really will transform your game. But it involves you doing daily meditation, daily visualization, going to the course and doing some specific drills on the range, on the putting green, and in the short game area, you have to suddenly dedicate 13 weeks of your life to developing your mind to play better golf. And the truth of the matter is most people want a quick fix. Let me promise you, a quick fix lasts as long as it takes you to forget it, which is normally about four holes. The 13-week program, you'll have it for life. So if you are at all serious about making the best of yourself on the course and enjoying your game to levels you hitherto have not imagined possible. Go to Seager Golf, and there'll be a link in the description here, and uh, have the first lesson on me. It's free, plus there's a money-back guarantee. So there's the sales pitch. I hope you liked it. I thought it was pretty good. And until we speak again, all the best to you, and have wonderful golf. Mm -hmm.